couple years ago, I was sitting down, uh, taking a break from my job at The Athletic Media Company, and uh, I was drinking a non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing, and I thought, uh, hey, this this could be a partnership because I'm, I'm an ad wizard, and so I put those two things together, and Took a couple years, but now I get to read ads for Athletic Brewing and uh, their non-alcoholic beers, and I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about it because I like the product. I like the product for a variety of different reasons. There are times where I'm uh, the designated driver, and that is it's perfect for me. I don't feel like I'm, I'm missing out on a whole lot. There are also times where I'm not the designated driver, but it's going to be a long day of gabbing. And I don't necessarily need to have 10 IPAs in a row. So I will mix in an athletic, non-alcoholic beer. And I I feel like I don't miss a beat. And it allows me to pace myself uh, the way I want to do it. It's perfect for beach days, music festivals, baseball games, camping, late nights. Uh, They have a ton of different varieties. They have uh, Light. They have Upside uh, Dawn Golden. They have Run Wild IPA. They have a Hazy IPA. They have Summer Seasonals. They've got a a Lemon Rattler, Ripe Pursuit. I don't even know what a Rattler is, but now I want to try it. I feel bad that I haven't tried it. So this summer, ask for the only non-alcoholic beer you need to know, Athletic. Head to askforathletic.com to find it near you and use the code T. TA2024 to get 15% off your first online order. That's code TA2024 at checkout for 15% off. It's near beer, non-alcoholic beer, and it tastes... Listen, I grew up with some funky ones. Uh, those didn't taste like beer. This tastes like... This This is good non-alcoholic beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to an early morning edition of Head of the Pack post-round one of the NFL Draft. And Bill, there uh, wasn't much interest around the Packers draft pick today. Uh, Earlier Thursday, a bombshell report first reported by ESPN and Adam Schefter uh, reported that Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play for the Green Bay Packers anymore. I don't think I was surprised. You know, we've known that there's some stuff bubbling behind the scenes. Obviously, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that this all stems from the Jordan Love draft pick last year when Aaron Rodgers had four years left on his contract. Before we get into everything, I just want to get your initial reaction to the news. Um, Mine was... You know, I didn't have much time to process it. I was like, I got to start getting to work. But, you know, I was surprised this story dropped this soon. I thought it might take a little while longer into the offseason. What was your initial reaction? Yeah, I'm with you, Matt. Um, Not not surprised. I mean, we, we all kind of knew this was coming. Um, and it became more and more clear as this thing dragged out where, I mean, Gutekunst is renegotiating like everybody's contract in the world other than the quarterback. You know, the quarterback has the quarterback's the guy who has the money. Um, it would have been a win-win to do that one and give him what he wanted. Um, as far as the, the feeling that he's wanted and, and the longer this dragged on, the, the more and more clear it became that this is the direction it was going to go. 
Um, for Rodgers, they had this leak on draft night. Was uh, that was something? Something is right. I mean, I I, I think that was very strategic. Um, there were different reports floating around out there about teams making trade offers. There was one report about the 49ers offering a bunch of things. I don't think that was true. There was um, reports about the Broncos being close to a deal with Rodgers. There were reports about the Raiders being a front runner. Um, ultimately, what Brian Gutekunst told us tonight was that there was one team that called. He didn't name the team. One team that called this uh, evening. They were quickly turned down. Um, Brian Gutekunst says unequivocally the Packers will not trade Aaron Rodgers. And he says he thinks he's going to play for them again. How do you see that happening? Man, that is a great question, Matt. Um, if the, if the Packers dig in their heels, the ball then becomes in Rodgers court, right? Rodgers either plays or he, I mean, or he doesn't, I mean, to, to simplify it. Um, I don't know. The Packers can't get they can't, they can't give in here, can they, Matt? They they just can't say, ah, oh, you know what, we'll trade you. I mean, they can't do that, can they? I mean, they can, but no, they can't. And the thing is, it deals a blow to them financially if they do. They have to take a cap hit of around thirty-one million dollars this year if they trade him before June first. Um, a little over fourteen million if they trade him after June first. You know, it's not a financially beneficial it's not financially beneficial to the Packers to, to move on from him. Like it would be uh, next year at this time. Um, His contract just isn't set up where the Packers could feasibly move on from him. And and we're at a standoff now where it seems Aaron Rodgers wants nothing to do with the Packers. There were reports out there that uh, they offered to restructure his contract. He said, no, I wanted a contract extension. Then they offered him an extension. He said no to that. So it really just seems Aaron Rodgers wants nothing to do with the Packers right now. It's hard to believe that we've got here uh, after he was named the MVP not long ago. But clearly there was serious tension beneath the surface that he did a good job of hiding this offseason. And as recently as a couple weeks ago when he went on the Pat McAfee show and said nothing's wrong. No, I, I believe that was his last public appearance talking about football amid all the Jeopardy stuff. But um, do you see an instance where one of these sides uh, gives up and basic and, and Goody says, all right, I'll trade you. Or Rogers says, all right, I'll report. Oh man. I don't know. Um, shoot. I mean, they, they've, they've got a, you know, my, my feeling on this and is, you know they 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 you know Rodgers wants the contract and you you, know, you mentioned the reports of they're having some talks. I just wonder if you know let's just say that Goody thinks he needs six million dollars of cap space to get through this year. As far as having the the amount of money you need to get through the weekly roster call ups and a, you know a veteran addition case of injury, you know that that kind of stuff. Let's just say, and I'm making up numbers. He needs six million dollars. Is that all that Goody and the Packers offer to do on a restructure? Kind of a half-hearted, not half-hearted, kind of a half-measure? While Rodgers wants the whole enchilada restructure that would give the team money to actually go do something. Of course, that ship's probably sailed, though, right? I mean, who the hell are you going to sign here in, it's almost May now. Right. Um, Julio Jones? Yeah, I mean, that's what I think. I, I think... Goody, and you know, 
the Packers have gigantic cap issues coming up too from from Green Bay's perspective that they can't they can't kick everybody's contract down the road. Um, but I guess if you're Rodgers and you want to win, you just saw the Buccaneers win with Tom Brady. And what is your, what is your team done? They I mean they they resigned some guys, but obviously with without Corey Lindsay, you're you're clearly not better than you were. Um, so I, I think that's all the frustration is. He doesn't sense to be. He doesn't sense they're committed to him. He's not sure they're committed to win. Um, and I think it just all piled up. Right. And, and I saw people on Twitter tonight being like, "Here the Packers go again. They didn't." Draft a, a wide receiver, still not doing anything for Rodgers to salvage the situation. I don't think tonight's draft pick made a difference. Um, I also don't necessarily think that Rodgers was as hell-bent on them taking a receiver this year as he was last year. You remember last year, he went on with McAfee during the first round and said it would be nice if we got an offensive weapon. Uh, they they did. They turned yeah. out to get one, just not the position he wanted, you know, Maybe I'm wrong, but I didn't get the sense he felt that way this year. You know, MVS proved capable. Uh, Alan Lazard proved capable. He has a solid top three. And with Devin Funches coming back, I think they're set for this year. It's 2022 um, where they need receivers. And I don't think Rodgers was concerned about that yet this year. He's not looking that far down the line, at least in my best guess. They could still get a receiver tomorrow. Uh, They have two more picks tomorrow. So I don't think tonight's pick had anything to do with this Rogers organization uh, relationship. Um, we were talking about this earlier in our group chat. Packers aren't going to trade Rod if they trade Rogers. If this gets to a point where a team comes forward with such a mammoth offer that the Packers cannot refuse, let's say the Denver Broncos come forward and say we'll trade you. You know, our next three first round picks, two second round picks, um, Bradley Chubb and another player or whatever it may be. I'm just, you know, spitballing and offered too big to turn down. Packers aren't going to trade him inside the NFC regardless. They're not going to trade him to the 49ers because why would you decrease your own chances of making it to the Super Bowl? They would trade him to the AFC, and the two teams that have popped up in reports are the Broncos and the Raiders. Do either of those teams automatically become playoff teams with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback? I mean, if you want to talk about having having the best chance to win, Green Bay is that spot. But does he care about that if he hates the people who run the team enough? I mean, it's a great question. I, you know, I think Denver certainly is. I mean, that defense is legit. Uh, you get you you put a quarterback there, Denver probably wins eleven games right off the bat. Um, man, I don't know, man. Um, hasn't the ship, if you're going to trade him in the, the stupid thing in the timing of this was, if you're going to trade him, you, you would have wanted to do it for this draft because if you're the Packers, what are you going to trade him for? You know, future draft picks. I mean, you, you would have wanted, you know, the four, you know, that 49ers rumor, you know, if Lynch called, I mean, you are talking the number three pick in the draft. I mean, that makes sense. If you're going to trade him now, I mean, what the hell are you going to get for him? A future draft pick and you're just going to forfeit the season? That's That seems unlikely, but that's kind of where you're at. I, I guess if you're Rodgers and Dave Dunn, maybe you, you should have put this out two weeks ago rather than on draft day. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. And I almost thought something was going to materialize quickly before the draft tonight because yes. if they're going to trade him, they might as well have done it before the draft. Because, like you said, they would have gotten something in return. I saw, you know, stuff floating around on Twitter. Ooh, the 49ers might take 
you know, a player, then trade him player like Kyle Pitts, let's, let's say, then mm-hmm. trade him to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers as part of a deal. Um, but the fact that no trade materialized before the draft, and I was even thinking with the whole Broncos thing, you know, could the Broncos take a guy that they would intend to trade to the Packers? Well, they took Patrick Sertan, the second, the corner out of Alabama. Packers don't need him now. They just took a cornerback themselves. So they're not looking for him. So um, if the Packers, you know, really wanted to get max value out of this trade, at least in the short term, they would have done something tonight. And if you don't think Brian Gutekunst is serious about not trading him, that's all you need to know, that nothing happened tonight. And I'm fascinated to see where this goes because I really have no prediction for what's going to happen. I have no sense of what's going to happen. It is an old Western standoff um, between two people who are very set in their ways. Rogers that seemingly doesn't want to play for this team anymore. Um, and Goody, they doesn't want to trade him. So it'll be interesting to, to see what happens. Do you have any final thoughts before we, we quickly touch on the draft pick before getting out of here? That old Western standoff line is fantastic. You know, when the Broncos drafted Sertan, I thought, hmm, Green Bay needs a corner. You could Sertan, lock a couple future first. And that's, that'd be a pretty decent draft. But yeah, that clearly after the Packers drafted corner that's not going to happen either yeah so I don't it's going to be I don't want to say a fun summer but you know I I guess the next mile post here is there, there's a, the mandatory mini camp um mid-June late late June I'm not sure in that schedule now um mm-hmm. I would assume he won't show up for it but who the heck knows Maybe, that, that is that is what the Packers do over on their side they do have time on their side I mean training camp is three months away they've they've got some time to figure it out but but you're right; those guys are so stubborn. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you work out of it unless yeah. Gudikun says, "Oh, you know what? Here you go, Aaron." And that's probably not good precedent either. Not probably; it's not good precedent. Yeah, it'll be fascinating. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Quickly, um, they did add a new player tonight. Uh, Georgia cornerback Eric Stokes with the 29th pick for the first time in his four drafts as general manager, Gutekunst did not trade uh, out of, well, he did stay at the number 12 pick in 2019 to draft for Sean Gary, but he did trade up to get Darnell Savage. So it's the first draft in his four in charge where he didn't deal uh, one of his first round picks. I, I guess he only had one this year. You know what I'm saying. Um, yep. Stokes, a yep. little over six feet tall, ran a blistering four to nine forty. Um, one of the best Press man corners in the country. Um, when targeted, only allowed a 38.5 completion percentage. Goody really liked what he saw when uh, Stokes went up against the big boys in the SEC, the Alabamas, the LSUs, um, the Floridas, all those dynamic receivers, some of which you saw drafted tonight. I don't think he he's a, a day one starter. We've talked about this plenty of times on this podcast. 
I even put him to the Packers in one of our uh, athletic mock drafts. This is a guy who who clearly can play in this league if his if, if his traits carry over. You know, I think he he sits behind Kevin King and Jair for a little bit, but I think he'll be right there to step in if if King gets hurt, and if not, he'll be the starter in twenty twenty two. I know that's not what Packer fans want to necessarily hear that they drafted a player again who may not you know have that big of a role this year, but. You know this team doesn't draft for the the immediate; they draft for the future, and that's what Eric Stokes is. And I think he could be a nice piece for this defense. Yeah, we talked about it in our pre-draft podcast, Matt, where they could draft a corner, and and the upside of of resigning Kevin King and Shannon Sullivan is you don't need that guy to play right away, so you can take a guy with physical traits and and give him some time to mold him. Um, you know, I talked to a scout about Stokes last week, and he said, if you look at Stokes' attributes, he looks great, but I think he's pretty far from being a finished product as a corner. That's just not someone I would take in the first round, but he also mentioned that he'd go 25 to 45, I thought. But um, yeah, the attributes look great. He's not a finished product, but you know what? You've, you've got guys here who can play. And you know, as Goody mentioned after the draft, they've got what one corner under contract for next year. So... Um, I, I, I think Stokes will help now. He'll help in the future. Um, I think this is a, a really good pick. I know people, I, I think fans are surly to begin with, and they didn't like this pick because of it, but I think this is a really solid draft pick. Yeah, I saw someone tweet, I would be happy with this pick if the Rodgers stuff didn't happen today. <laughs> That's perfect. I, I mean, there were some intriguing names still on the board. Jeremiah owusu Koromo, the the hybrid linebacker from Notre Dame, Tevin Jenkins. Jenkins, the right tackle from Oklahoma State. Um, Elijah Moore, the wideout from Mississippi. Trayvon Morig, the safety from TCU. Christian Barmore, the D tackle from Alabama. There were some intriguing players, but I think this was a safe pick. Um, I think it was a good pick. Obviously, nobody knows if it will be or not, but it fills a need. Um, You can't say this year, oh, what the hell are they doing? Like, Like you could say last year. but. I think if he comes in and learns from Jair Alexander, who Stokes said he watches a lot of tape of, and he thinks Jair is one of the best, if not the best corner in the league, models his game after Stefan Gilmore, um, strong, long, fast. I don't hate it. I mean, obviously our perception of this pick and everything the Packers are doing is, is maybe skewed a little bit by the news of, of the day, but I don't hate it. And we'll see what they do tomorrow. Maybe go for a wide receiver, offensive tackle. I think those are the next two positions up up on their priority list. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm just looking kind of going on the fly here, trying to look, see who's, I mean, the, the wide receiver list is loaded yet. It was a good receiver class. It is loaded. And I'm just looking at offensive tackles here too. It's, you know, yeah, there's, there's plenty of guys who can help right away. I, mean, I just happen to have ESPN's open, their best available list. Um, uh, offensive tackles, Tevin Jenkins is still out there. I doubt he'll get there. You know, Liam Eichenberg, Dylan Radunes from North Dakota State, mm-hmm. Walker Little, Samuel Cosme, Spencer Brown, James Hudson. I mean, I just listed seven guys. So between that and receivers, I think they'll be able to fill needs there. And hopefully that depth from their perspective lasts in the day th- or into day three, into round three. Yeah, it's possible. But hey, we'll come to you guys again with another episode after the draft. Uh, In the meantime, 
Make sure to listen and tune in to The Athletic Football Show. Lindsey Jones, Robert Mays, Dane Brugler, they do a great job breaking everything down, live reactions, analysis from a national perspective. Be sure to tune into that. Stay tuned with Bill, myself on Twitter, Bill at SI, me at The Athletic. We'll have you guys covered all weekend. We're not going anywhere. It's 2.38 on the East Coast where I am right now. I don't know if I'm going to sleep, but... Uh, Stay tuned. We'll have you guys covered all weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you listening. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.